What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is a super week on Birds 365 because we are leading up to the Super Bowl, which, of course, is the Cincinnati Bengals against St. Louis Rams. That'll be part of the conversation today here on Birds 365. But as always, we've got some Eagles thoughts, points, issues to lay at your feet. Uh, the Mac and Mac guys, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Um, you and I are going to take a couple of days off here. The entire Jacob Media YouTube channel is. Um, so we do want to talk about the upcoming game. Before I hold your feet to the fire and ask you to make a pick on the game, where are you watching the game? What are you doing on Sunday? Yeah, I'm not at the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a more relaxing day. I'm, 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 I'm you know, I, now, I think I'm going to feel I'm sorry bad. to interrupt. Your wife understands the Eagles aren't playing, but yet it's an important football no, day, she right? Does not. She, no, she does, no. still doesn't understand no. that? I think she does, actually. The Super Bowl, I think she understands, but um, mainly because of the commercials, I would think. But yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, if you're out at the Super Bowl, you know, we were just talking before the show, we we're trying to get our Cincinnati Bengals buddy on the, on the show. Uh, it's a busy week for you if the team you cover is right. in the Super Bowl. It's a busy week anyway. I used to have a national column, so I would be out there quite a bit. Uh, and it's constant, constant, constant uh, during the whole week. So, um, you know, I feel a little bit left out when I'm not there, if that makes sense. Uh, but it's going to be nice, uh, you know, not having to – deal with the travel and things like that so i guess it depends how you look at it and one of the things i've always found and i've been a national sports talk show host for the last 10 years um and uh because i'm a weekend guy i'm not a guy who's going to be going to the super bowl but we got stuff that the network is doing from the super bowl all week long it's always interesting when you're in a position like mine where yes you're doing a national show but you follow a local team to try and figure out what they're doing that week. There is, there are NFL events. There are certain things going on at the NFL that have effect on all teams. And you're also uh, trying to keep your own house in order. Why do I get the feeling that the Eagles are kind of out of the loop in this Super Bowl? Am I just giving you my own personal feelings here? Or is this a legit point to make that, yeah, other teams are doing other things. Certainly the two teams that are playing are much more involved this week than <laughs> the Eagles and or anybody else. But even at that, other teams doing more stuff, changing their staff around, 
Why do I feel like the Eagles are just distant observers this week? Well, I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, they did lose a couple personnel people. So, you know, that kind of works. Personnel departments are a little bit different. They kind of work on a, a different schedule. You know, their sort of upheaval is after the draft. So it's a little bit different, whereas the coaching staffs is obviously after the season. Um the Eagles went through that. They went through that up, people. And some would argue I'm one of them, even though it worked out okay for them, that they probably shouldn't have underwent that upheaval, but they went through it. And now it's just about, okay, is anybody going to get plucked from our staff? Um, and Jonathan Gannon didn't get plucked, so that was helpful. You still have to wait and see. There's a lot of teams. I mean, we find that every position is now filled, Jody. After Lovey Smith got the Texans job and Dennis yeah. Allen, um, Dennis Allen got the Saints job. So all nine for nine are now filled. Now you got to populate the coaching staffs. Now, presumably, New Orleans is going to keep most of the same guys, but we'll see. Um, and Lovey as well, uh, because he was there. Uh, but still, I mean, there are, you know, coaches that are going to be pulling from other staffs. We already heard rumors of, of Kevin Petullo, uh, Brian Johnson, that didn't come out, uh, that didn't manifest itself. So um, you still have to wait and see how these guys populate their staffs. Um, but it's looking pretty good for the Eagles as far as continuity, something we talk about all the time. I think it's positive to be very quiet this time. If you're not quiet this time of year, it's usually because you didn't have a good season last year. Not that the Eagles had a great season, but they made the playoffs, and I think they overachieved from most people's perspective. And I think most people think they're back on the right track and back heading in the right direction. And I would count myself on in that category. Let me play a little devil's advocate here because it truly is a, a catch-22. As of right now, the Eagles have made zero changes to their staff which means they're very happy about their staff, which is a good thing. But it also means that you're right. No one got plucked, to use your word. I like it. From their staff to join another team's staff. You like when other teams have interest in your guys because that means you're getting respect around the league. You open some other people's eyes. So there's an upside, but there's a downside to when your staff is completely intact. You mentioned not every staff is filled out across the National Football League. There are still jobs openings. Uh, people can still be fired, and then you're going to need somebody. But uh, we've, we've got a couple of weeks postseason, and there have been a whole bunch of coaching changes. I'm not just talking about the head coach. As you correctly pointed out, nine for nine. The head coaches are done in the league. Now it's all just about staffs underneath. No one has plucked an Eagles coach. Am I right to say it's both a good thing and a bad thing? Um, yeah, I I would tend to say, look, the Eagles had a very young coaching staff. We talked about it a lot. So sometimes it's a process in the fact that, you know, if, if guys weren't getting mentioned, so if there wasn't leaks uh, about Kevin Petula or leaks about Brian Johnson, I probably lean more towards what you're saying is it's a negative thing. Like nobody's got any interest. Um, as long as I start to hear the names and then they go in a different direction, I think it's a positive sign in a weird way. Um, 
And, and then you have to look at the rules. The, the rules are kind of very, as I mentioned, they changed recently uh, in 2020. You can no longer block uh, guys like Brian Johnson, for instance, to get an offensive coordinator job. In the past, if he was under contract, you could block him. And the Eagles have done that in the past. And a lot of times when you block assistant coaches, it doesn't even get reported. A couple of years ago, the Eagles wanted to talk to Mike Kafka about their offensive coordinator position. And they knew Andy Reid wasn't going to let him do it because he was under contract. And they never even ended up because they got those back channels. Obviously, they still have a, a good relationship with Andy Reid. And they said, look, uh, he's under contract. I'm not going to let him go. And ultimately, you don't even put the request in. Um, so things can happen that way. So number one, everybody, you, you do kind of know coaches usually sign assistant coaches, usually sign two year deals, usually. Um, and when you have a new coaching staff, you pretty much got a good feel that everybody's under contract through 2022, uh, this off season. So most of them are under contract. There's a few holdovers the Jeff Stoutlands of the world, the Aaron Moreheads, they could have a different contract. But these things are not public, uh, uh, like player contracts, which ultimately become – so you, you have a difficult time. Look, if a guy's expiring his contract, there's a big story nationally. I'll give you that example. Eric enemy is out of contract now. So he can go anywhere he wants, technically. If he wants to go outside of Kansas City, he can go outside of Kansas City if he wants to find a play calling job as an offensive coordinator. Maybe that gets him closer to a head coaching job. He can go in that direction. He doesn't need the Chiefs' permission. Most of the Eagles' coaches, the vast majority, are under contract. Um, next season, it'll be the opposite, and you'll see certain guys expiring. Maybe they want to look elsewhere. Maybe they want to live somewhere else. It could be something as simple as that. So there's a lot of things that play into assistant coaches. But overall, I would say the fact that you saw certain high-profile guys at least get some interest, and the Eagles so far have been able to keep everybody, I think most of that is a positive. And to be honest, Jody, whether it was Carson Walsh back in the day, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm an expert on position coaching in the NFL, um, I, I tend to default to the head coach. If the head coach wants the guy, let him have the guy. And that's one of my issues with Doug Peterson when he was here, as you know. All right. Then I'm going to ask you a question that you might not be able to answer, but I'm hoping you can at least theorize a little bit for me because there was one hire in the league yesterday, not related to the Eagles, but as an Eagle quasi issue attached to it. The uh, Detroit Lions elevated their tight end coach to become their offensive coordinator. Ben Johnson, former tight end coach, now their OC. He was down there in uh, Mobile uh, this week with the Lions coaching staff. Deuce Staley, who is the assistant head coach, was the guy that uh, Matt Campbell tapped into to uh, Dan Campbell, excuse me, to do their uh, head coaching. He wanted to give him a platform to show his chops, um, which I think was a good thing out of Coach Campbell. But Deuce did not get, as far as I know, one interview. Uh, no teams of the nine that had head coaching openings 
ask for permission to interview Deuce Staley. None. He does this assistant coach, elevated the head coach in the Pro Bowl thing. Might have been a little late, but again, no interviews. And I would have thought, and please correct me if I'm wrong, him getting the offensive coordinator position would have been advantageous to him going forward for next year or the year after when coaching openings prop up and we do know they do every year in the NFL. Number one, why didn't they make Deuce the offensive coordinator in Detroit? Number two, why did he not get one interview in a year where the advancement for minority candidates is getting an artificial push because of the Brian Flores lawsuit, how does Deuce take an offer in interviews for head coaching position? Well, on that, I would just point to three, whatever. What what have we played? 17 games at a tie. So what the heck were they? Three, 13, and one. Sadly, I got to do the math there. Um, that's why he didn't get any head coaching jobs. I mean, if there were 13, three, and one, he'd, he'd have a bunch. He'd probably be a head coach. I think it's as simple as that, even though it seems kind of silly. Uh, if you think somebody's a good coach, a good coach, a lot of it uh, has to do with personnel. And obviously, uh, the Lions were not equipped to win this season, to say the least. So that would be number one. As far as the offensive coordinator, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're you know, a lot of people talked about Deuce here being the offensive coordinator. And I don't have this confirmed but I did hear from one source at one point that he was offered the offensive coordinator job and he didn't want it. He preferred assistant head coach. Uh, now here it was described to me because it wasn't play calling. Uh, he wanted to sort of learn more about the entire aspect of the job. Uh, and I, you know, to be honest, I, I, I heard that and I kind of scoffed and I kind of, you know, I was like, okay, what, whatever. You try to spin it as, as best as possible. But that was before, like, it, it, it stunned me when Doug got COVID and Deuce was running things. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. I really didn't. I really thought it was more of a, and I always joke about job titles in this league, and I used the old Cheers episode. I've told you that story. Um to use it as an example, it doesn't, the title doesn't matter. It's the job description that matters. And I thought it was sort of, uh, all right, let's give Deuce a, a pat on the back and let's give him a title. But no, he was really the assistant head coach. Um, and he was in charge of the de developmental program here. Um, and he, as I said, he ran the team when Doug was out with, with COVID and, and had to be in South Jersey. Um, so it was real and that's the job he wanted here more than offensive corner. Cause remember here, Doug was calling plays now in Detroit. I don't know the setup. I know Dan Campbell was really, really, really in, in, in impactful when he hired Deuce and saying, no, this is my assistant head coach similar to here. And you see what happened in the senior bowl. It was Deuce handling it. I think it's the same setup. I don't think he's interested. Now, here's the question, though. Is he getting the right advice? Right. That, I, that, I would that's what say, my question is based on. 
I would say no, he's not getting the right advice because people are going to do what I did and they're going to say, you know, perception is greater than reality. And they're going to say, eh, they're just, you know, uh, now I think it's not true. I think it's real. I think he was the assistant head coach here. I know he was. And I think he's the assistant head coach there. Um, but perception is greater than reality. Well, but here's Jody McDonald's perception, and it sounds like John McMullen's perception. We'll get the rea- let's get the reality. Nine new head coaches in the National Football League this year, right, John? Mm-hmm. How many of them were elevated from assistant head coach? Yeah, I know, I know. It's, None. They it's... were all coordinators who got elevated, or in some cases, like Lovey Smith, former head coaches who got elevated. None were quote unquote assistant head coaches. I who, think Lovey might have had that title, but uh, you're right; he's a former head coach. He so was I the DC too. If he was the assistant head coach, he was the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. Yes, yes, he was. So, he was. Uh, his, his title was. I just looked it up. His title was associate head coach and defensive coordinator. Right. Uh, so, what do you notice? Defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, all the guys who got jobs were coordinators last year. So Deuce might love his job. He might have loved the position in and the responsibilities he had when he was under uh, Dougie P here in uh, Philadelphia. He might have really enjoyed the job as he did it this year in Detroit. All I'm saying is it's not helping him if his main goal is to get the big chair and the big whistle. That that doesn't seem to be a way the league perceives advancement to the head coach position. That they want a hands-on coordinator who's calling plays either offensively or defensively. And he didn't do that this year for the Lions. And he's not going to do it again next year. That's why I started this whole conversation with they made their tight ends coach their offensive coordinator. Why wouldn't they do that for Deuce if it wasn't Deuce saying, I don't want to do it. And if Deuce doesn't want to do it, does he really want to become head coach? Yeah, it's a fair point. And I, I agree with what you're saying and the, and the fact that because I'd like, and I've uh, we've had this discussion before, I'd rather have a CEO coach. Like if I were an NFL owner, I'd rather have a CEO coach. One of the things I got excited about Matt Eberflus, because I never hear this from young coaches, he was saying, yeah, I might not call the defensive plays because I got to be the head coach. Um, and I loved hearing them say that. We'll see how it works out. Um, but you're right. The perception is no, you got to call plays. You got to call plays or you're not going to get looked at. And yeah, I, if, if, if Deuce had that opportunity, uh, he probably should have taken it. Even if he wasn't calling plays, if he had the opportunity here, if he has the opportunity in Detroit, even if it wasn't going to, and he wasn't going to call plays here. But Doug kept the other people involved. Um, yeah, if he wants to be head coach, you you should take that coordinator yeah, title. The reason I went down that rabbit hole was because they made their title. I, I didn't want to say I thought it was a foregone conclusion, but I thought it was pretty obvious that they go down to Mobile. They, they, coach Campbell steps aside so that Deuce can actually do the head coach uh, responsibilities in the senior bowl. And then they make somebody else the OC. Just it didn't add up to me. All right. Uh, we are the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Again, in case you don't know, uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel is going to take a little bit of a Super Bowl break. So we're going to be off the next couple of days. 
leading up to the game and the first couple of days after the game. Uh, we're enjoying doing this for you guys every day, day in and day out. We'll miss it the next couple of days. Uh, but if you're used to tuning in to the uh, Birds 365 uh, time slot here, remember, you got everything. It's on there on YouTube. You can go back and watch any of the good shows that we have done previously. When you're doing that, even though we're not here to annoy you, hit the like button because we need our algorithm to stay good. Uh, and you may want to go back and listen to this show because we think it's going to be a very good one because we've got two good guests coming your way. A little bit later, Bob Groats of the Delco Times. Mr. Optimism is going to hop aboard <laughs> and we'll have some fun with him, see what he thinks about the Super Bowl. Uh, but our good buddy from Philly Mag going to join us next, Paul Domwich, first guest up here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Magamac here on Birch 365. Time to add another voice to the show. And it's a good one at that. Uh, he comes on basically when we ask him to, which is often because we need his insight because we know how good it is. Uh, he's covered the birds for years. He's doing it these days for Philly Mag. And, yes, he's the Philadelphia Hall of Fame voter. 
which the Hall of Fame will announce their uh, entries, new entries uh, during the week coming up on Thursday night. Paul Domowicz, good enough to hop aboard with us here on Birds 365. Uh, Domo, I want to start with this. I asked John this question. I'm going to ask you as well. Sunday, no Eagles, but a big game to be played between the Bengals and the Rams. Do you have to explain to your wife why you need to be in football <laughs> mode? Did she join you on the couch? Did she just go another Sunday without my husband? How does it play in a Domowich household? Well, uh, Domowich is usually at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Usually I'm not there. So, and with, the, <laughs> with snow in the uh, forecast, she's very happy to have me home. So, um, well, she'll be watching it. She's a big fan. It's big, uh, especially if a team has. Uh, uh, any Oklahoma players on it. And, uh, you know, Joe Mixon plays for uh, Cincinnati and there's a few others. So, Yeah, you always got a few Oklahoma players. So there's always some kind of rooting interest. But what's it? Yeah, what's it like? Uh, I feel a little left out when I'm not at the Super Bowl. You're obviously there every year, typically. Now you're doing things via Zoom uh, with the Hall of Fame discussions. Uh, how is that uh, different for you? Well, I had some practice last year uh, with the Super Bowl being totally Zoom too, except for a, there were a few exceptions, some guys that, that were there in person. But I actually enjoyed it uh, at, the, at the time when I had no plans yeah. to retire. I thought, you know, this, this could extend my career another 10 years. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm getting used to Zoom, though, as, as yeah. you guys are. Um, you know, Sometimes you it's nice, yeah. You wake up, you, you know, get the meetings for the Hall of Fame have been very productive on Zoom the last two years. Uh, you know, it's – I've got no complaints with it. I'd rather be there. Uh, but this is kind of still an odd year for the Super Bowl. I don't think the teams are even getting in until Thursday. Today, I think. So I thought it was today. Really, oh, is it? Okay. I think it's today. today. Yeah. Oh, we had Zoom. We had Zoom, you know – press conferences yesterday with the Bengals yeah. and the Rams. We're going to have them all week, I think, until. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's still zoom centric. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I got one more question about Mrs. Domowitz. How big a Jalen hurts fan is she? Does uh, she huge. consider him an Oklahoma guy? Cause he spent more time in Alabama, but he finished up in Oklahoma. Is he a sooner through and through in the wife's eyes? Oh yeah. She, she doesn't consider him an Alabama guy. Okay. She better not listen to Jalen, Damo, because Jalen brings up Alabama more than Oklahoma. Yeah, and she doesn't like anyone that uh, speaks ill of Jalen, so uh, watch it. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. She's okay here because both uh, McMullen and I are fair at the very minimum, if not uh, considerable hurts fans on this show. All right, uh, you mentioned the Hall of Fame and the meetings that you guys had. You don't know who's going to be announced. Usually you've got a uh, feel for it uh, when you did it previously live and in person in a big room going back and forth. I know we asked about it last year, how different it was to do it uh, virtually as compared to being there uh, in person. Um, give us your rundown on how you thought it played. I've talked to a couple other guys who were on that same Zoom uh, quest that you were, and they've spoken very highly of the new guy who's running the Hall of Fame said they thought that he did a good job and seemed to be more in tune with what you guys wanted to do with the overall process. How do you think this year's meeting went? Yeah, I agree with that, uh, with their sentiments. I mean, he, he listened to us, listened to our, you know, any uh, 
problems we had last year. The process was a little different the first year on Zoom, uh, and it wasn't the Saturday before the Super Bowl. It was uh, about two or three or four weeks before, uh, and they were afraid of us uh, letting something Leaking. slip. They didn't trust us. So, you know, we had the reduction vote from 15 to 10, then 10 to 5, but they didn't tell us who the final five were uh, for us to vote yes or no on. Instead, they gave us the final 10 and made us vote yes or no on all 10, uh, even though five were basically moot, uh, had already really? been eliminated. Because that was last year, because that's, they, there was very little trust with the, uh, the previous regime. Uh, but uh, the new guy, Jim, uh, Jim Palmer, former newspaper publisher for a paper in Ohio, listened to us, wants to hear our suggestions for how to make the Hall of Fame better. And he did it differently this year. He trusted us. He, uh, in the middle of the meeting, I, I guess I, I can divulge this. I mean, we were going to do it the same way. And a lot of guys said, you know, this is just nonsense. You know, I mean, have some respect for us. You know, we're not going to let it leak. And he thought about it for a while and said, okay, we're going to go that way. So, you know, we knew who the final five were uh, when we voted yes, no on those five. Um, and I thought, you know, I mean, for him to do that to us, for us, uh, showed me a lot. Uh, you know, no, there's been no leaks. There won't be any leaks this, this week. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I give him a big thumbs up for that. All right, so Tom, I was going to ask for you to leak, but uh, <laughs> go. um, we did talk to Ira, Ira Kaufman. So he he was mentioning, you know, and Ira's can can take over a room, as you know. And he said he said the one thing: there's you lose a little bit of the passion. And I know you've been passionate about certain players over Zoom. You think that affects any of the trying to to win people over, trying to lobby people? Probably uh, to a certain degree because you're not standing in front of them. You're you're on a screen. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree with Ira on that. Uh, although Ira can be passionate, you know, from, from, you know, lunch. from 5,000 miles away on a, on a, on a uh, you know, on a, on a radio. So, uh, but yeah, that's probably the downside to it. All right. Uh, Damo, here's a combo question for you. Um, mm -hmm. in arguments that you've heard from others about the Hall of Fame, in arguments that you've made about Philadelphia guys for the Hall of Fame, have you referenced number of Pro Bowl appearances? And if you have, would you ever do that again after watching the slop that was on TV this weekend, touch football at its finest, does it now mean anything to actually make a Pro Bowl team? Yeah, I mean, some people have have mentioned the number occasionally in, in presentations. I've never done it. Uh, I don't put my, any credence in it because of, a because of what you said. B because when you count the people that actually were selected for the Pro Bowl, and then the fact that most of them now either are playing in the Super Bowl or bowed out because of injuries, you know, you've got third, fourth alternates that are considered Pro Bowlers now. So, you know, you're going to put that on their record as a as a Pro Bowl appearance? No. With regard to the Hall of Fame, besides what you see with your own eyes, I think team of the decade selections seem to count a lot. Um, all pro selections, because it's 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 voted on by what I consider a, a pretty respectable group of writers and broadcasters and ex-players, just like the Hall of Fame. 
So, uh, but no, Pro Bowls are just, I mean, it's just, you can't put much credence in them, like you said, Jody. Yet, Damo, I will say it still means something to the players. Jody's right. The game is a, a waste of time. But I think the honor still means something to the players. Um, if you if you sort of couch the context you mentioned about uh, alternates, you know, versus guys who are actually voted into the Pro Bowl, yeah. and the fact that it's tied to contract incentives, I, I do think it's still meaningful for the players. Um, and, and, and you can get a baseline when you hear, you know, whoever you want, guys like that, you know, Reggie or constant pro bowlers back in the day, the consistent Aaron Donald today. Can you use that context and it has some value? You know, forget about the game, but I think the honor is still means something. If you, if you can realize the context of, yeah, Okay, third alternate's not as impressive as Aaron Donald. Yeah, no, it certainly means it's an honor to the players. I mean, they don't. Uh, my problem with it is I've, you know, John, just like you, when we used to go in, into the locker yeah, room, I, I, well, I, yeah, you know, a lot of these guys vote. Yeah, uh, it takes about two seconds. They're voting not for you know. I mean, they don't give a lot of thought. Uh, some of them do. I shouldn't say that, but so I mean, but the, for the players, it's an honor. A, a lot of them don't want to go to the game, especially when it was in Hawaii. <laughs> Because of the long trip, I mean, yeah. Dan Marino was was famous for coming up with injury excuses. I remember one year being out in Hawaii for the for the NFL. Uh, uh, the Pro Bowl was after the season, and I forget where I was, but um, Dan Marino did not play because of injury. And I turn on my TV, and he's 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 in a golf celebrity golf tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have a lot of that, but I mean, for the players, yes, it's still an honor. It's just that you can't take it seriously when you're considering them for the Hall of Fame. It's just a, it's a very misleading number. Actually, after watching a couple of minutes of the Pro Bowl this week, I think you've got a better chance to get injured playing golf than you do playing in the Pro Bowl <laughs> or that fiasco that they put on TV on Sunday. Um, all right, Dom, I uh, want to switch it up a little bit here. Eagles lost to fairly significant front office uh, contributors this past week or 10 days uh, with Ian Cunningham going elsewhere and then Brandon Brown joining the Giants. Um, the Eagles have been good at hiring and bringing in guys. I was just talking with Johnny Mack about nobody plucking any Eagles coaches, but to get two guys plucked from the front office is both work that you have to do to replace them, but also a bit of an honor that you are developing good and smart executives around the league. So now the Eagles have to do that. They have to replace two guys they lost. I don't think I brought this up the last time you were on the show. A guy I'm a fan of the Eagles reaching out to and offering a job is the former general manager of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Mike Mayock is a Philly guy. He was one of the more respected vote uh, scouting voices that I had faith in over the last five years, 10 years, 15 years, did a long time for the NFL Network, had him on as a guest many a time to talk about drafts and the like. The Eagles have one of the most important drafts they're going to have, have had over the last 10 years, maybe going forward for the next 10 years. Think Mike Bayock would be a fit in the Eagle front office under Howie Roseman? I'd love to see it because I, I, you know, I like John. I like Mike. I, I, I respect him and think he would be a good uh, addition. As far as a fit, uh, boy, I think Howie would feel threatened uh, only because Mike is very popular. Uh, and I'm not sure. 
but how he's brought in some 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 former big hitters before as advisors. So uh, I may be wrong on that, but it would be. I I, I mean I, I think Mike would like it. He you know he's from this area. Um, I don't know what his plans are. Last I, I talked to him after or I texted with him after he uh, um, after he was fired and he was on a beach somewhere at the time. So I don't know, you know, whether he was in a hurry to get back into the league, whether he's going to go into broad back into broadcasting. Um, it would be a good fit, uh, you know. But and and how I think he would he would help the organization. You know, it's a, it's amazing. You mentioned the two guys they've lost. I mean, you know, for all the criticism, Howie and the organization has gotten for their drafts and for everything else, they get plucked. They're front yeah. office yeah. more than more than any front office I I can think of. Uh, you know, going back to Joe Douglas and guys like that, it's it's amazing. Well, you know, one of the reasons, not not obviously, the Eagles are very well respected around the league in the front office, as you know, Damo. But I was looking just because I happened to stumble across Peter King's column, and before the Eagles lost Ian and Brandon, their scouting department was twenty-one deep. Um, and and that doesn't include Howie and and Catherine Rage, who are at the top, um, and the Bengals and Duke Tobin, who are in the Super Bowl six. <laughs> Mike Brown, Mike Brown, which tells you the difference between the ownership and Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie really does because there is no salary cap in the front office, yeah. and you could bring in talent. And they brought in Andrew Berry in the past, who got obviously a, a, a quick GM job. Dave Caldwell's there now, uh, the former GM in Jacksonville that had John Dorsey uh, doing some work in between jobs for him a couple years ago. So why not Mike Mayock? But I, I think it would be more in the consultant way uh, yeah. versus, uh, you know, they like Andy Weidel. Uh, he's not going anywhere. So I don't know if there's a fit, but a if Mike Mayock wants the right personnel reports, the Eagles would love to take a look at him. I think yeah. that's the way they yeah, kind of work. From that's yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know their 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 personal relationship. Uh, you know, Mike seems to have gotten along with everybody in the league, so I, I don't imagine there's that that would be a problem. I mean, I could see it happening, and and it would, like I said, it would be a smart move by Howie because, like you said, he has not been. I'll, I'll give him credit. I mean, I've I've, I've criticized Howie when he's made some poor decisions, but he hasn't for a guy who has been perceived as somebody who, who doesn't like challenges around him for his job. He has brought, like you just said, Dorsey, et cetera, brought in people from around the league with plenty of experience that could be viewed as threats to him that, you know, where he's just, he's wanted to have their input. So from that standpoint, I could see him bringing in Mike. All right, Damo, I'm going to make you either Mike Mayock or uh, Ian Cunningham, whoever you want to be, or if you need the title, I'll make you Howie Roseman. Whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable with to answer this question. The Eagles have three starting defensive backfield guys from this past season who were free agents this year. Uh, Steven Nelson and both safeties for the Eagles uh, are, either have to be re-signed or let go. They certainly have to be replaced if they're not going to be here. Assuming the same contract for all three, that money is not an object here. you got to go two years and market value 
six, seven, eight million, whatever it is. But all three guys are commanding the same thing. They have offers from other teams at that two-year, pick a number, $15 million number. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they all go to the Eagles. Hey, if you match, we'll stay because we prefer to stay here in Philadelphia. Prioritize those three for me. If it's the same deal for all of them, which one are you offering the deal to first? Because you think it's important to keep that player above the other two. Well, let me start out by saying I'd be looking to, to get rid of all three of them. Um, mm. Various reasons. Uh, Steven Nelson, I know he's gotten a lot of compliments this year. I, I haven't been particularly impressed by his play. I know, you know a lot goes in and is involved with scheme. But, I mean, I, I think they can do better there. Um, you know, Rodney McLeod is a, is one of the nicest guys I've ever covered. Uh, it's, but, you know, I think I mentioned this maybe the last time I was on. You know, this team has sometimes been guilty of the, the Chase Utley disease. I mean, you, you know, we're talking about a 32-year-old guy with two major uh, knee injuries. Uh, it's just time. It's just time to get younger there. You know, you want to, I don't care what you, you know, you want to bring Rodney McLeod into the front office. You want to, you know, do with him what you did with Connor Barwin and, and, and Brent Selleck. That's great. That would be a terrific thing. I just don't want him back there anymore. I think you need to start looking at, because you need to rebuild that whole defense. If there's one guy I would think about keeping, it would be Anthony Harrison. I'm not crazy about him either. I mean, safety's on high on my list of, of, of offseason priorities. So, I think they need a couple new ones. Uh, so that's the way I look at that. Uh, Anthony Harris, maybe the other two. I'm sorry, but I'd be you ready looking. to move on. All right, good. Thank you for answering the question. That's what I wanted to hear. Oh, by the way, I disagree with you. I like Stephen Nelson, and I hope he is the one they do hope to retain. Uh, I know uh, it'd be nice. I got three first-round picks, though, Jody. Uh, you get a corner in the first round. You don't need Steve Nelson at seven eight million dollars you need a corner prediction out of me the two top corners in this upcoming draft will both be off the board before the eagle pick that's both stingley and i know everyone is talking up the sauce kid from cincinnati he's a top 10 pick and oh by the way if you think you're getting the uh, safety from notre dame Oh, he's going to be long gone before the Eagles ever pick in the first round. So I, I get it. They're going to look to upgrade in the secondary, which they should. But people are mocking them top flight talent that's going in the top 10 in the middle of the first round. And I'm telling you, it's not happening. You know, I'm, st- I'm still an advocate of, and I think John and I used to discuss this early on in his career, of moving Avante back to safety. Uh, yeah. he can, I think he can be a, a very productive safety, but he's also right now, he's, he's one of the really good slot. So you probably don't want to weaken a posi- position unless you know, you have somebody to plug in there. Yeah. It, it, but obviously they're going to, they're going to add bodies in the secondary. I, I, mm-hmm. I do want to shift to the coaching carousel with Chidamo because he wrote something about that at the 33rd team. And I want to start in Jacksonville, Doug Peterson getting the job, and then we'll we'll get into the minority hiring practices of this league. But um, certainly seemed like Doug was out, and then all of a sudden here he comes, and uh, he's the head coach in Jacksonville. And, oh, by the way, all of a sudden he knows some people in the league. He's able to get Mike McCoy on his staff, who's a big Nick Sirianni guy as well. Um, looks like a nice spot for – for Doug, if Jacksonville can get things right in the front office. But, boy, 
Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's Doug's going to go from bad to eight, nine wins right away. So he's going to have a, a pretty good, uh, I think, start. Can he build on that start? What do you think about Doug Spitt in Jacksonville? I think it's a good place for him uh, for a lot of reasons. Not only the fact that he's, you know, he's got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league to work with, um, but it's 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 basically your out of the way outpost in this league. You know, I think the Philadelphia spotlight was glared a little too brightly for 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 uh, him. So did the uh, looking over the owner looking over his shoulder. Uh, you know, he's going to get neither of those down there. Um, you know, I mean, Jacksonville, nobody pays attention to. Uh, so he's fine there. He's not going to have much of a media contingent to uh, to harass him. Uh, I think Khan, the owner, has learned his lessons for the most. I mean, Khan's got a lot of faults. One of them isn't that he's going to be, uh, at, you know, having this guy come in for Tuesday meetings uh, like like Lori did Jeffrey, here with yeah. you know, Peterson. Um, the problem there is, like you just said, the front office, they kept Trent Baalke. It's why basically Doug Peterson's the head coach right now, rather than Byron Leftwich, who basically said, yeah, I I'll take the job, but Baalke's got to go. Whereas, you know, I mean, by the time they got back to, uh, Doug, you know, Doug was in a situation where it's either, you know, I keep my mouth shut as far as my opinion of Baalke and I get the job or I voice the same opinion as, Byron did, and uh, I don't get the job either. So it was a smart play by him. But, you know, Balky, I don't like – I've never been a big fan of his. Uh, I've, yet the hmm? I've yet I'm to sorry. meet the fan of his. I've yet to meet the fan of his. Evidently, it's Shad Khan. And you have more experience with the guy that – you know, Rick Spielman may end up yeah. there. I don't know if he uh, – I've never – you know, for Rick Spielman to me is the guy, it will always be the guy that gave a second round pick for AJ Feely. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I don't he'll know. Always that that's be, uh, real quick, Domo, he'll always be the guy who drafted Christian Ponder to me with the 11. <laughs> and there's a lot of Yeah. Yeah. Now, fortunately, they've got the quarterback situation straightened out. Yeah, he, he can't screw up quarterback down in Jacksonville. So that's good. Yeah. I, so, I, I just want to add that. If they get Doug Talon, I think he'll, I think he'll succeed there. Uh, I think John just said eight or nine wins for Doug this year. Oh, I'll take the under nine. I, I don't think I, I would. I wouldn't be so quick on that because Trevor's oh, going to take I'll off. I'll take man. the under nine because I, I got, got a lot. lot of, I got a lot of confidence in Trevor Lawrence. As do I. But they got a lot of John. They're the worst record in the league. Oh, I know. If if he goes to six, he's going to double their wins. That's a good <laughs> season. That's considered a success if you double your team's wins. So I don't think he's getting a nine, but you're right. He's in a good position because there's only one direction to go, and that's up for him. Um, keep in, keep I, in mind the league. Keep in mind this league. Uh, every year, half the teams that make the playoffs were not in the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah. Well, look know, at look Cincinnati: at, two wins, yeah. four wins, Super Bowl, Bang. and the Eagles four wins to yeah. nine wins. Uh, so, yeah. you know, uh, I I don't think that number is unreasonable. I might put it a little lower, uh, but. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was not as bad as we saw last year. I think uh, Doug's going to do a good job with him. Well, we can all agree on that. They're, they're going to get better. The question is, is how much better? All right, uh, Damo, your thoughts on the overall coaching carousel in the National Football League? It was already spinning by the time 
that uh, Coach Floyd decided to knock it off its moorings and uh, get the NFL in a different type mode because of his lawsuit against the NFL. I think uh, Lovey Smith could be happy for that because he kind of jumped yeah. into the fray and got a job down in Houston. Uh, I saw Flores say to his uh, lawyer yesterday, well, he didn't get the job in Houston because he filed the lawsuit. My response to that would be, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and did he really believe that after he filed the lawsuit, someone's going to jump up and hire him? It's uh, more power to you, my friend. And I hope you stick it out. And I hope you uh, get change in the National Football League throughout. But did he think he was going to file the lawsuit and then get hired as a head coach this offseason? I don't quite understand his timing on filing the lawsuit, Jody. Uh, you know, I, I thought if you're going to file a lawsuit like that, you wait until everybody's made their hires and, and then you know what has happened. And, you know, I mean, he did this with two, you know, with at least two jobs still on, you know, left open, which both were, were uh, those, you know, two of the last three jobs were filled by black candidates. Um, you know, it's, it's a lawsuit. He's not going to win. And I don't think he expected to. Uh, the idea here, I think, was to basically shout out the injustice and get that out there, although that was already out there. I mean, the problem here is, you know, we can talk about this. Roger Goodell can talk about it. You know, he can the there's the, the people you've got to make change their minds. Are, there's only 32 of them. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Damo. Troy I Vincent, wrote about Roger. that in Philly Voice. Everybody's yeah. yelling about Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. He can't tell people who to hire he doesn't have that power how do you solve a problem when nobody can identify the problem and the problem is the 32 owners yeah i mean troy vincent has you know over the last several weeks has worked the phones tried to force these force feed names to these guys and, and get them to bring people in for interviews uh at the behest of roger and the rest of the league uh they have made significant move uh advances from the bottom rung you know they filled in you know they're 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 getting teams to hire quality control coaches that are minorities that they're getting people to bring in low-level scouts now and hire them that are minorities with the hope that they rise through organizations and in five six seven eight years these are guys that that the owners will feel comfortable with and will hire but right now we're at a point where there's 32 uh, owners. They're the only people that matter as far as what happens with black hiring in the league at, at the head coaching level. And, and they're not, they're not ready to pull the trigger. I do want to follow up on the answer you just gave a lawsuit. He can't win. So are you suggesting that this will go all the way into a courtroom? Because if the NFL can't lose it, why would they settle it? They'd fight the fight and go ahead and win it. I kind of disagree with you there, buddy. Uh, I think at the worst Flores is going to get is a significant settlement in this lawsuit. And if I'm getting a check, I would consider that a win if I were him. You really think they're going to go through with this and the NFL is going to win? No, I mean, I don't think it'll ever get to trial. I mean, they may pay him off. I don't know. I don't. That doesn't really solve the situation for, uh, for Brian. Uh, I just think that a lot of the – I mean, I've read some of the, the the lawsuit, and you know, just a lot of it doesn't, you know. I mean, to 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 prove the Giants situation, for instance, you know, you've got to get you've got to basically get Bill Belichick to tell you. On, on a, on a, I want to see that Belichick on the stand. 
Oh, I would pay for that. Surely watch that before watching the stinking Pro Bowl. Watch Bill Belichick be cross-examined. Please tell me that's going right. to happen. All he's going to say is, yeah, well, this is, you know, I heard that. Nobody told me that for sure. So yeah. There's yeah, no way to easy. defend that. It's no. easy to fend that off. Yeah, and, the, you know, one thing I said, Dama, when I saw it, I said, well, you know, the tampering in, and, and the tanking allegations are damaging to Stephen Ross, but what does that have to do with racial discrimination? I thought there were too many you know, lobbing too many bombs instead of being very focused in, 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 in on the racial discrimination. Now, including, including the Denver one, uh, John, I mean, you know, why, why, why rip Denver uh, for not hiring you when Vance Joseph was yeah, the yeah. coach before Vic Fangio? I mean, you're picking yeah. the wrong battles. And like you said, they kind of, he kind of scatters, his lawyers kind of scattershot all over the place on this. And I, I don't think any of it's provable. Does that mean that the league's not guilty of everything no. he's suggesting? Uh, of course not. But it's one thing to, to say it. It's another thing to prove it. Yeah. And I, I want to direct everybody to Damo's piece uh, at the 33rd team, uh, and that's the NFL minority hiring. Do they really want to get this right? So everybody should check that out at the 33rdteam.com. Uh, we're not going to have you before the Super Bowl, so I want to get you on record. Joe Cool against the more talented team, Sean McVay against the Sean McVay acolyte. Talk about coaching. Everybody wants Sean McVay. Everybody wants Sean McVay. Um, Rams versus Bengals. Who you got? I got the Rams, guys, uh, only because – I mean, I think this game's going to come down to who can protect their quarterback uh, the best. I mean, neither one of these lines have done a terrific job of it this season, but, you know, the, the, the Bengals have not – the, there, there has not been a team make the conference championship in the last 10 years that allowed more than 45 sacks in a season. You know, Burrow was sacked 55 times this year. Was, they beat Tennessee in the division round. Uh, nine sacks. Nine times. I don't know how that happens, but I don't think they can get away with that on Sunday. Uh, if they can't protect Joe, I think they lose. And I, and I think they're going to have, they're going to have some major problems with, Aaron Donald and company. So I, I think it'll be a seven point or less game, but I, I give the advantage to the Rams right now. Damo, tell your wife that Jody McDonald said it's going to come down to who runs the ball the best. Joe in the passing league that the NFL is in 2022, it's going to come down to who runs it back. So an Oklahoma guy has a chance to hand <laughs> his team a Super Bowl. Tell her to be in front of that TV watching Joe Mixon run wild. Yeah. I got. I got to say before, because she'll call me out on this. She's cooled on Joe Mixon because you know she forgave him for for the for what he did in college, but the anti-vax stance kind of that ended it. Uh, I didn't even know he's an anti-vax guy. Yeah. See, I, I can't he, keep he, everything. He may have changed his mind and and come, but yeah, that. Uh, but you're right. I, I mean, certainly they're going to run the ball better than. I mean, the Rams I think are averaging something like two point five yards per carry during the postseason. The Rams have almost too many backs now. They're getting Anderson back. I thought they've underused Sony Michelle here in the playoffs. They keep winning, so I can second guess all I want. They can laugh at me. And yeah, Cam Akers 
Yeah. They just continue that's to put the, the ball on the like. ground. No matter uh, how many times talk he about puts dodging it on the, the ground. ball, you mentioned yeah. Burrow didn't. Uh, Burrow got sacked nine times. How about the Rams fumbling it four times and beating Tampa <laughs> Bay? Both of these teams have done things in the postseason that would make you think they'd be home. Yet both of them are still standing for Sunday. I'd like to because know the Sean McVay game with four turnovers. Yeah. Don't know about uh, Shorty McVay. John says that with tongue firmly implanted in cheek. Uh, Dama, <laughs> good stuff. Enjoy watching the Super Bowl with the misses this weekend. Appreciate you Thank coming you. on board with us. You know we're going to tap into you plenty during this offseason. Thanks for having me. Take care. Have a good week. Thanks, Paul John. Domwich, uh, 33rdteam.com and Philly Mag- Magazine, um, pick on the Rams. Well, McMullen, we got another hour to go. So you haven't officially gotten on the record yet. I haven't officially gotten on the record yet. We'll get Bob Groats officially on the record uh, to make a pick on the Super Bowl. We've still got an hour to go here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. John McMullen and Johnny McCallum here beyond Bird 360. I've got another hour to go today. And, oh, by the way, in case you haven't heard, um, this is going to be it for us for the week. 
Uh, we're going to take a couple of days off. The entire Jacob Media YouTube channel is going to take a couple of days off leading up to the Super Bowl and in a couple of days after the Super Bowl. So we appreciate you tuning in today. While you're here, do the right thing. Show some love for your boys. Hit that like button. We're going to need to pump up our algorithm before we go away for a week. Hopefully not out of sight, out of mind, because you know all the shows right here on YouTube. Any ones you want to go back to, we've had some really good guests on over the last, what are we talking about, 10 months, Johnny Mac, we've been doing this? We're early February. We started in April. So, yeah, that's yeah. 10 months. We've Coming been up on the one-year anniversary. What show are we on, Jody? Do you still Two... have it? 12. 212 shows we've logged so far. Yeah, it's been it's been quite the uh, whirlwind. I think we've done a good job overall, you and I. There you go. Pat yourself on the back. No, thank you no. very much. Because you're patting me on the back. Yes. And I want to pat you on the back because people tune in to see you each and every single day. All right, two things I want to do before we get Bob Groats up here. Uh, Delco Times, Eagle columnist that we always have fun with whenever he comes on. Um, one, I'm going to lead you into by asking you an NFL trivia question. Are you a trivia guy? I, you and I have done these 212 shows. I've never determined in my own mind whether you're a trivia guy or not. Um, uh, what do you mean by trivia guy? I mean, do you like it? Runs... Do you feel you're good at it? Nah, I don't think I'm good at it because everything runs together to me. So, yeah, I could... like, I... if some if if some people say what Super Bowl, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at numbers and like I don't. I'm not going to say Super Bowl eight versus Super Bowl twenty three. You know, right? That I'm not. I'm not good at because everything kind of runs together to me. So a a good hedge by you on the question. Uh, so we'll see if you get the uh, answer to this trivia question, which was asked to me last night. I sure as hell didn't get it right. But then I was surprised because I asked it to somebody else and they did get it right. How many active quarterbacks in the NFL right now have two Super Bowl rings? Active quarterbacks have two Super Bowl rings. Oof. Uh... It's gotta be a gotta be a backup somewhere. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. Ninety-six percent of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Isn't it? Uh, what are we talking about? Mahomes has one. Aaron has one. You got a Tom's retired. Right. Uh, Nick's got, how many does Nick have? Nick has, uh, was he, did he get another one as a backup? No, he's only got one. Hey, Carson's got one, by the way, right. people. Right. Ben Ben went out the door with a couple. Ben went out the door with a couple, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I didn't get it either, John, because I'm going through the Is it a backup? 
I'm only looking at the starters. You are correct. Your line of logic is on yeah. point. Think New England. Uh, who was the Brian Hoyer? Um, uh, who is their backup now? Kevin O'Connell's. He's, the... he's playing elsewhere. Uh, it, boy, that tells you what the New England. I mean, you don't even he think playing, about that. He was playing elsewhere till last week. Boy, who am I missing? Matt Castle's long gone. Uh, uh, he, he he was the starting quarterback in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Case Keenum wasn't the backup. No, last uh, week he was the starting quarterback oh, in the NFC Championship game. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy G has got two oh, Super Bowl God. rings. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That yeah, is. See, that so is. I'm not good at it. Yeah. No, yeah. Believe me, at least you figured out the backup part of it. Yeah. I never even went there. I'm only thinking about the starters, and I'm going, there aren't any. There, there's no, there are no Brady's out, Ben's out. Nobody's got two rings. Yeah. Oh, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo does. I completely forgotten as well that he was uh, the backup. He's actually gotten a championship ring in San Francisco, but he has two Super Bowl rings uh, sitting there. Yeah, I always have that, uh, you know, more more so with the NBA and people would and, you know, people would talk about guys with a bunch of rings and, you know, because they're on a team with. LeBron James or Michael oh, LeBron, Jordan. LeBron has gotten guys more rings than anybody on the planet. Yeah. Well, Michael Jordan, you know, even Robert or like when people would say, who's a very good player and it's certainly a big in key moments and he's got a ton of rings and people would argue he's a hall of fame. I'm like, no, no, he's not. He's a great role player. Tremendous, tremendous role player. Just because you have a lot of rings on the backs of superstars doesn't make you the guy who the guy who's gotten that argument for some people over the last couple of years is Iggy. Yeah, Andre. Same thing. Great player. I used to laud him when he was here. I thought people were way too hard on him. Agreed. Really, really good player. Not a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, he's got a lot of rings since he left here. Yeah, I don't think he's all. He got that one MVP in the finals. Yeah, which is a key element to the whole argument. If he's a Hall of Famer, yeah, you and I are agreeing. Very good player. Very underrated here because he was the best player here, and he got paid like a star. It's not his fault. Very good player. The reason why I went down the Garoppolo trivia question route for you was: Did you see what Tom Brady said yesterday? Yeah, he said he might come back. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Yeah, I love that Tom. I, I don't think Tom's coming back because, you know, if it's week 15, week 16, you lose your quarterback. Say New England is Mac Jones is going great guns and, you know, he gets injured late in the season like Carson Wentz did in 2017, which I hope doesn't happen. And the Patriots, what a storybook ending that would be, huh? If he went back to the Patriots and won another one. But um, I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd consider it, knowing how competitive he is. He he would consider that, and I hate to throw this word out there, cheating. <laughs> cheating with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Cheating in the fact that uh, if you don't go through the whole thing, you don't really earn it. That's how I think he would look upon it. Well, I would I would disagree with that, but it lends itself to a, a, a good question. First things first, why he said this on his podcast yesterday. Don't know this. Jody McDonald's speculation. 
someone from the podcast, doubt Jim Gray, maybe a producer thereof, an investor on the podcast, whatever said, you realize, Tom, you screwed us last week. You came <laughs> on the podcast, said, I'm still going through the process and I'm not, I haven't made any decisions. Less than 24 hours later, he steps up and says, all right, I'm done. So he made his own podcast irrelevant by how he handled his business last week. So I'm thinking someone might have said to him, yo, Tom, you owe us. Uh, you, you really did kind of stick it in our eye last week by not announcing your retirement here on the podcast, but doing so less than 24 hours later. Why the hell would anybody listen to the podcast when you just put out uh, the pap that you do? You got to throw us a bone. Give us something. Like, give us something we can hang our hat on. Oh, you're not slamming the door on retirement. You're going to keep your mind open to it. I think that that could have been very designated the way that it fell out. But here's a question about the the line of logic that you laid out there about, ooh, what happens if Mac Jones gets hurt in week 13? Uh, And Tom's still in great physical shape. And yeah, he kind of understands the you got a relationship with Coach Belichick. New offense coordinator there in New England because theirs did beat it out to Vegas to become their head coach. But we know how smart Brady is. He could probably pick up their uh, offensive system in two hours if he worked hard enough at it. Can he even do that? He is under contract this year to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah. No, he couldn't. They would have to, uh, you know, um, work something out as far as, and by that time, yeah, you bring up a good point. I was just thinking about it. If he did come back, it would almost have to be with Tampa Bay uh, because he is under contract. So that that is another hurdle as well. Yeah. I was just thinking of it more as a storybook type thing. But right. yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. If he was going to come back, he'd almost have to come back with Tampa Bay, especially late in the season because the trade deadline would be long gone. Trade deadlines around Halloween, so. Uh, something before to go to another team would happen to happen before. And he probably wouldn't be considering it that early in the season, but who knows, maybe, you know, maybe Giselle wants him out of the house. Right, And it, it has to do with uh, intent and also paperwork. Cause I know I'm going to make uh, draw a comparison between major league baseball in the seventies and the NFL in 2022. I don't know if this comparison works or holds any water whatsoever. But when, when my father was general manager, he traded for Mickey Lolich, a name that you and I will recognize. A whole bunch of our fans probably won't. Who the hell's Mickey Lolich? Uh, he was a very talented pitcher for the Tigers in the 60s into the 70s, a little overweight. My father traded Rusty Staub for him, who was a pretty damn good player in his own right. And Lolich came in, had one mediocre year for the Mets, not as bad as his record looked but it wasn't anything special. And then he retired. And my father did what he had to do. He just put in the paperwork to cover their butt so that he doesn't unretire. But he only did it for one year. Sometimes they do it for major years. Lola sat out a year and then said, you know what? I'm coming back. (laughs) And he signed with the San Diego Padres, whatever. My father got nothing for him. He got one year out of him. Rusty stuck around in the bigs for another 10 years thereafter. It's for several different teams, including coming back and rejoining the Mets after my father had already left. Anyway, um, so they the Tampa needs to handle their paperwork correctly with Tom Brady, but I think he did that for 
podcast purposes, just to give his podcast something a little juicy. Yeah, new. maybe Tom's as media savvy as he is football savvy. Oh, yeah, I would yeah. not doubt that one iota. All right, J-Mac, uh, question I want to ask you before we get Bob Gross up. Maybe we'll put it to him as well. Um, we are starting to see mock drafts. I mentioned earlier, I'm seeing some. Shockingly, it's Philadelphia guys who are putting out mock drafts who have really talented players, in my mind, falling, falling down yeah. to 15, 16. Funny how that works. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. shocking. Uh, in other mock drafts by national individuals, I'm seeing some of the top secondary guys go, in the top 10, who others have falling down to the Eagles in the middle of the first round. So, and it is the season to be mocking, is what I'm saying here. Uh, and it'll continue to play itself out through the uh, combine and then to the individual workouts. And then, of course, the draft itself. A um, couple positions I want to ask you about. Not first round action, but later in the draft type action. That I don't know the Eagles are going to select anyone at these two positions or maybe they will that's why i'm asking you the first position is tight end i watched the senior bowl this week a um, couple of the tight ends actually look pretty good to me look like players they're not going to be guys taken in the first round tight ends very infrequently there are there is no pits in this year's draft there's nobody's going to be taken in the first half of the first round no chance no shot but there looked like there were some nice tight ends uh, in Mobile this past weekend. The Eagles certainly have Dallas Goddard. And then they've got Jack Stoll and Tyree Jackson. Is tight end the position? Eagles have 10 picks in this upcoming draft. A lot of selections. Later round, certainly day three at the earliest. Are the Eagles going to take a tight end in this year's draft? Yeah, I could see it. Uh, day three more. I, I don't think you would see it early in the draft because obviously Dallas Goddard is where he is in his career. And, you know, he's already turning out to be um, a star player at that particular position. Uh, they do like what Jack Stoll offered and they only expect him to get a little bit better. And remember, his role would be more on the blocking side anyway, and he's he's good at that. And then Tyree Jackson. The one thing that concerns you is Tyree tore his ACL in week 18, so nine-month injury. Uh, you get hurt week 18 was early January, so do the math. That's September. He doesn't have an offseason. Uh, he might be able to get back for the start of the regular season. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if they took a tight end on day three, uh, if they like him. And they'll certainly bring in an undrafted kid or two, like they did last year with Jack Stoll. Um, so you, you do have to have a, a bit of a safety net uh, because of Tyree's injury. But he's still young. And these days, ACLs aren't as devastating as they once were. Uh, may take a little time. He's probably not going to be himself, but hopefully he's young enough to get back to where um, he was before. And they thought he was a really exciting developmental prospect. So uh, by no means did they, I think they're closing the book on Tyree Jackson in that transition, but you got to be realistic as well. So yeah, they're going to bring in a body or two. And I, I think it would, could start on day three of the draft. 
All right. Uh, let me ask you about one other tight end player, then I'll give you the other position I want to know about. Uh, Noah, and I'm not going to take a shot on the last name. I know you know how to pr pronounce it. Uh, the tight end that they had, uh, he got plucked from them. They brought yeah. him back this year. Uh, what's his last name? The guy. Uh, the guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's in the mix as well. They signed him to a futures deal. Probably should have mentioned him as well. Um, I think he's clearly behind uh, Jack and uh, Tyree at this point, but he's he's in that mix. He'll be one of the guys battling for sort of that third tight end slot with who, whomever they bring in from a body type. But I I don't think he's a lot was made. That was weird to me. Um, the Eagles certainly wanted to keep Noah when they read. He was an undrafted player. Um, and they wanted to get him on the practice squad. And <clears throat> Indianapolis picked him up on waivers. Um, and people made a big deal out of it. Uh, and the Eagles wanted to keep him. No question. They, they wanted to get him back on the practice squad. Uh, but that's what happens in this league. Occasionally you lose a, a player. But if you wanted him that bad, just like they did last year with Tyree Jackson, who was injured, and they still kept him. Uh, because remember, he was dealing with the fracture in his back, and they still didn't want to uh, uh, leave him uh, the potential for someone to claim him on waivers. Same thing with Jordan Mailata when he was a young player. Jordan Mailata had no right being on the Eagles' 53-man roster when he was a rookie. Certainly wasn't the 53rd best player in training camp, but they didn't want to risk losing him. Uh, so if you put somebody on waivers, you know, you risk losing them, and you don't like them that much. I remember we had a discussion with Brett Toth, and the Eagles were upset. And I said, that's probably the wrong word. You called me out on it. So I'll give you credit. They were, they were, they thought they wanted to, to have him. And that's the same thing as Noah. But if you really wanted a guy that bad, you wouldn't put him on waivers. So hey. um, I don't think he's, uh, uh, you know, don't put an asterisk next to his name. I don't think you look at Noah to guy and say, he's going to be a big part of this team in the future, but he'll get an opportunity to go to training camp and, Win a job. All right. Uh, the other position I want to get in, and we got uh, Bob Gortz joining us in less than five here. Assuming Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback, assuming Gardner Minshew is still here as the backup quarterback, how much do the Eagles actually like Reed Stanette? Are they going to use a day three pick on a quarterback, or are they going to go the uh, undrafted route? Damn, now I'm forgetting. Who was the quarterback they brought in undrafted this past year who many people thought was going to get drafted? He wasn't. Former Georgia guy. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. What the heck? Was, Big uh, guy, Newman. good size. Jamie, Jamie Newman. Yeah. Newman, Jamie, right. Yeah. Who was undrafted. And yeah. if, you, if you go undrafted, I think the Eagles are definitely going to uh, bring in another quarterback body, even if Hurts – Minchu and Stanette are still here, but will they use a draft pick somewhere between rounds four and seven on a quarterback this year? 
Yeah, I, I think you could see a draft pick. One, the Eagles like taking a quarterback in the draft every couple of years, you know. Sometimes they didn't last they, year. Yeah, exactly. So now they're on. And and it, it did, you know, you're right about Jamie Newman. because, But that's a lot of where the group thing comes in because if, if you lead up to the draft and everybody would say, well, Jamie Newman's, you know, going to be a day three pick certainly and all of a sudden the eagles get him as an undrafted free agent everybody knows who he was because he played a way course he was going to go to georgia but i think he opted out uh because of covid uh so he's kind of a big name on the college level and they're like well jamie newman i i know jamie newman he showed up to the first minicamp and he didn't even get out of that. That, that that was it they saw him for like two days and said, all right, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for showing up. Here's your Eagles T-shirt. Here's the door. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't. And that's why it took me a while to to come up with him. Right. Evidently, he was, he was I had here to look, about 20 minutes. Yeah, he was here about 20 minutes. And uh, then he went up to the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, up in the CFL. So hopefully Jamie can get things going in the right direction. But – yeah, I mean, he got waived in June. Uh, he didn't even show anything. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles are going to draft a quarterback somewhere. Um, and remember, this is all hedging on the fact that they don't acquire a quarterback or go in a different direction at quarterback one. But even if, you know, it is Hurts and Minshew, as we all expect, yeah, I think they'd like to improve and bring in a better developmental prospect as as quarterback three than Reed Sinet. We've got a bunch of weeks to get through before we find out if the Eagles do just that. Uh, the draft is something we're looking at down the road. Much closer is the Super Bowl on Sunday. That's just one of many topics we're going to discuss with our next guest, Mr. Positivity. Positivity. Positivity, Positivity. himself. Bob Groats joins us next here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears you know you like being right that's why you should enroll in an independence blue cross plan it's the health plan chosen by more people than any other with more doctors and hospitals more benefits that really rock more of the coverage you want for the right price including free doctor visits 24 7 it's a choice you can feel good about because when you're right you're right and when you've got independence blue cross you're right where you need to be Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365. Our final show before a little bit of a break. We're going to take a couple of days leading off up to the Super Bowl, a couple of days on the back end. Uh, so our last guest before Super Bowl Sunday is the inimitable one, Bob Groats from the Delco Times, hopping aboard with us. You look like Darth Vader. Is it, <laughs> is it dark where you're at, Groats? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to save on electricity, guys. <laughs> I mean, my my costs are just through the roof. Background, like you got, you got you. Yeah, we got to get you a, yeah. an ocean casino. Hey, and thanks for saving back. me for last. Yeah, I'll wrap it all up. I'll yeah, tell you that's yeah. We're finishing the, strong, Bob Groats. With that's you. what I do. You're the Super Bowl MVP of guests. That's why you you're headlining. Don't you you're, wish that you were there, John? I do wish I was there a little bit. Yeah. I feel no, out I, of. Uh, I feel left out, Bob. Yeah, I, I love out. Super Bowls, but uh, with the access that they have now, I, yeah, I, it's not I don't miss it a little bit. No, I mean the old. Remember the old media days? Oh my oh, yeah. lord, those were those were epic. And yeah. you don't have that. That's the reason not to go right there. So yeah, no plus Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. No, oh, I like to... LA. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Everybody good likes dog it. at halftime. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna be you're gonna be locked down from the minute you got there. You hey, get there. So hey, the minute Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre play their song, that place is gonna go nuts. That whole stadium, it's gonna shake. Yeah. That is true. It shouldn't be shaking. They just built it like yeah. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so and actually, I, I shouldn't say that about LA either because of the earthquakes out there. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I retract that. Yeah. Uh, retract that. Retraction Start your day over. All right. All right. That's we'll, what we'll you get you for $6 billion. Hey, is Jalen Hurts still the Eagles starting quarterback? Has anybody? Last time, last time we checked, Jay was. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. we'll ask you about him too. Um, let's see if we can get either you or uh, my partner to retract. John McMullen said earlier on the show today, don't be surprised if Dougie P wins eight or nine games with Jacksonville next year. So if I set the over-under at eight and a half wins mm. for the Jaguars next year, you're going over or under, Groats? I'd probably go under, yeah. I know that's a surprise. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, they still got a lot of holes. Um, I do like that synergy, though, him, him and the quarterback. Uh, yeah, as a quarterback, yeah. man. Look yeah, at, look mean, at I, Cincinnati. I think, yeah, two Doug wins, is, four wins. You get the quarterback, and you're in the Super. Bowl. Doug Doug may not be that classic all around head coach who manages everything, but he knows how to manage that position. So you wouldn't you you would disagree with me when you if you rewound the uh, 2020 season, yeah, 2020 season, because I mean they that's the first time he had a controversy at the end of the year there, but uh, he he's done a great job there. So um, yeah, I I think that. Uh, I think Jacksonville will be much more competitive this year. Um, but if you if you watch that press conference too, I mean, they that looked like the most unhappiest hire I've ever seen. You know, not, not a guy on the on the dais had a smile on their face. I mean, it was well. Shannon's taking yeah. taking kind of a beating down there, right? Oh, so. As yeah, much yeah. as you can in Jacksonville, coming off the Urban Meyer debacle. But if you go back to 2016. 
Bob in the quarterback incubator, as they used to call it, with Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, uh, John DiPolippo, and Carson Wentz. It looks like it's going to be Doug, Mike McCoy, uh, Press Taylor, and Trevor Lawrence. I will say this. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than Carson Wentz even in 2016. Am I nuts? Yeah, no, no. He, he's he's pretty good. Um, and he's, in my opinion, a much better prospect. There were there were doubts about it. Remember when we all – I don't know if you guys did, but a lot of people laughed at the Browns for saying that Carson Wentz was not uh, – didn't warrant that pick. And Oh, yeah. Paul boy, DePodesta. He, yeah. Got a lot of you-know-what about that. Yeah, he, he sure proved it as the years went on. But uh, but also that injury. He, Carson Wentz wasn't the same after that injury. But Trevor Lawrence – yeah, he, he can get it done. Um, they, they still they still have a lot of holes to to take care of though. Uh, the offensive line needs to be improved. Um, they got the first overall pick though, yeah. don't they, Jody? Yeah, they they got the first, yeah, I got overall the first pick. pick. Yeah. If I I don't know if I, I guess I would have to take one of those pass rushers. I'd probably take the guy from uh, Michigan. Um, he, he's Amen. a little bit more versatile. Yeah, a little more reliable. I, I'd probably go with him. I, I knowing Doug, if he's got any power, he's going. He's going left tackle, uh, number one overall. Who's that kid from Alabama? Joe? Yeah, he's really good. But I Neil, wouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't go there. I, I'd take the pass rusher. That's the only way you can play defense. Watching the playoffs, the only way that you can play defense, the way the rules are now, is to rush the passer. So, and uh, and I, I'd go with a. And, and that guy's not a, a pure pass rusher, but he does a lot of different things. Yeah, I, I would I'd take a defensive lineman over an offensive tackle right now. Let me ask you about another former Eagles head coach. And that would be the guy who's running the show out in Kansas City. Um, with what happened in their loss in the a- AFC championship game, I thought they were a lock to go to the Super Bowl. Can't believe what they did at the goal line to end the first half. Uh, Andy Reid's long arching career is what it is. And that would be just one short chapter, maybe a page in an entire book. How bad a page was it? Does his rep take a hit, a minor hit? Now, come on, Jody, it's one freaking game. Or does uh, that kind of bring Andy back a peg on all-time achievements, not getting back to the Super Bowl this year with the team he had. Well, it, it certainly makes you go back through his whole, his entire resume and, uh, and the, the lack of success he had in um, the conference championship games in Philly. But uh, in this case, Mahomes, I never thought I'd be saying this. He just imploded, you know, he just yeah. did not make a play. And, and I, and I hate to hear people always say, well, the defense, you got to credit the defense. You know, they get paid too. But that defense was really good. And that the way that they tackled, I, I think every defensive coordinator in the league should take a look at that. They, they got guys around the legs, so they put them on the ground. They didn't try to hit them high. There, there's, uh, there's so many guys that try to dish out punishment, defensive guys, and they, they miss the tackle and the guy gets five more yards. They got guys around the leg, including – at the end of the first half when they threw to Tyreek Hill at the goal line. Now, the first guy, Eli Apple, hit him high, and he bounced off him, but the other guy got him around the legs, and bang, he went down. They did a tremendous job in, of tackling, and that that's that's one of the reasons why I, I really think they're going to win the Super Bowl, that that defense. I think they're wow. going to Yeah. I mean, it, Cooper Cup is going to be a, a real handful, but uh, 
is in terms of uh, the way that they play defense and the adjustments that they make. You know, you know I, that's a style of defense, by the way, that I'd, I'd want to play. Not, not, no, no disrespect to John, but but not this Jonathan Cannon. You know, <laughs> what? Let's Why get everybody back in Atlantic City, you know, and and don't let them get get behind us to the water. You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't care if you criticize Jonathan Gannon, but I will say that the Cincinnati Bengals play defense against Kansas City a lot like Jonathan Gannon would have. A lot of cover two, a lot of cover three, trying to make Patrick Mahomes be patient, and he wasn't able to be patient uh, in the second half. In the first half, it looked ugly. He was great, and then all all of a sudden, here comes the play at the goal line, and the guy falls apart, and he's trying to wait and wait. You saw the the play where he almost fumbled at the end of the game. Patrick Mahomes deserves a lot of criticism, but that's what they played. They played Jonathan Gannon defense, and uh, you want him to play it. I can't Bob believe Rose. I'm hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> cover they two, dropped, cover they three. dropped eight defenders in the second half. They they don't bump in Jonathan Gannon defense. I, you know the guys are are frequently bumping into each other and pointing to each other. So, well, the you difference know, you had him or whatever. You yeah. got Trey Hendrickson rushing the passer, who's great. They you got in, in Logan second, Wilson playing linebacker, who's great. You got good safeties. The difference is personnel. They're playing the same damn scheme, Bob. Yeah, no, well, I, I, <laughs> I don't. I, I see a, a Jonathan Gannon schemed a little bit different than that, but but it was uh, that coordinator. I can't even. I can't pronounce the guy's name. Lou Anamuro. Yeah, that, that guy is. You know, there's there's a guy. Um, there's a guy to keep an eye on. Although, you know, the way that uh, the NFL the hiring are going, you know, the way the, the NFL interview. hirings are going, it doesn't. You know. Yeah. This is this is really. I mean, how about that, guys? I mean, I I still can't get over this. You know, we're we're gonna really uh, we're, we're gonna interview minority or black and minority candidates and. And we're going to uh, we're going to make sure that this uh, that they get a, a fair interview and look at all this stuff. And then you at the end of the day, what what is there? One well, Lovey Smith. You, you, I mean, well, two a, if you want to count Mike McDaniel. But some yeah, people don't right. Count but I mean, that the league is the league is 70 percent uh, black and 85 percent of the coaches head coaches are white. So. They still haven't really done much. And, uh, and oh, by the way, that would have been a great question to ask the commissioner this week, you know, at his uh, state of the of the NFL address. But I don't I haven't seen any. Are they going to have that, John? I don't I haven't seen any. They're going to have it, but I think it's going to be live on Zoom. No, they're not going to have it on Zoom. It's going to be live at the Super Bowl. So that's one thing that uh, is not going to be virtual. So we won't get an opportunity to be involved. That's why I feel left out, Bob. All right. Uh, you half went there, Bob Groats. I'm going to make you fully go there. Jonathan Gannon was up for the Texans' job. Didn't get it. He's coming back here as the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. Good thing, bad thing, a eh thing. How would you describe the fact that Gannon is back as Eagles DC? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I, I kind of... I don't, um, you know, I, I understand what John is saying that, um, you know, that trying to <laughs> trying to compare his style to the the Bengals style, but uh, that that Bengals team, I mean, everybody, they have some 
personnel advantages, sure. But but everybody on that defense, I mean, that that, that defense is so well coached that everybody's on the same page. Now, I know that another year in the scheme, yeah, that'll help. But but let's be honest, too, about the Eagles defense. There's going to be a lot of changes this year, right? I mean, oh, yeah. the, the safeties, the linebackers, I mean, you know, the, that uh, the back end is going to be new. Uh, probably the cornerbacks are going to be the same, but uh, there'll be a lot of changes. I don't even know if Fletcher Cox is going to be back. I, I still think that uh, the Eagles are going to, they're going to ask him where he wants to be traded and they're going to do something. He's going to redo his contract. And um, so, and if that happens, then uh, in the draft, that may dictate where they go. And by the way, that there's a couple of those, uh, a couple of Georgia defensive tackles, not just Jordan Davis that, uh, that I would look at there. So, but uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes. So, and, and it'll be like that every year. Will, will Jonathan Gannon be able to, to make that happen? Um, they did improve, but um the Eagles did improve defensively over the season, but every time they played a good quarterback, they got killed. They got crushed. So, and um, early and late. So I, I'm not, yeah, I, you know, that that's not a, I, I don't think that um, I, I'm sold on him yet. Put it that way. All right, Bob. So we're going to put your Howie Roseman hat on. You start the process. You got three first round picks and not necessarily players, but, uh, what positions do you want to uh, support the most? What 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 do the Eagles need at the top of this draft? The obvious the obvious to me is a pass rusher, and um, and maybe maybe one early, maybe one late. They, as I was saying earlier, that 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 is the only way to play defense and to tackle and you know to tackle the guys when they get the ball because uh, it's it's just. It's unfair for the defensive backs not to be able to touch a guy, you know, or, or risk being called for interference. So that that's the first priority to me. And then um, and then you got to look at the safeties, too. Um, I don't know if the Eagles are and even in the first round, the safeties, I don't know who I would take in that first round, except for the Notre Dame guy and who, who's really good. And um, if, if something happened and you could trade up and get him, I, I would consider that. But I, I don't I don't expect the Eagles would. But uh, but I would still be looking at, um, and you know, there, and there there have been some rumors about it lately. I'd still be looking at a, a Deshaun Watson thing. Um, I, I still, you know, if it's uh, if I can, if I don't have to give all three of those picks, if I can only give up two of those picks, I think I'd go that direction because um, I the more I look at the quarterback position and uh, and I'm just reminded looking at the playoffs, you need a guy like that to to advance in the playoffs and uh, and i don't think anybody well it doesn't matter what the fans think but i, I don't know if the eagles even want to wait for uh to see if jalen hurts can be that guy he's now he's, what all right let me follow a lot of work ahead. so what if you got to give up two of the three and jalen hurts 2022 and another number one in 2023 but you get the number one you have the one draft choice this year and you get a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson for that matter. Would you consider that? Yeah, I think I, I probably would. Uh, you don't want to, you want to, don't want to burn too many resources though. Well, I mean, if you're thinking about 2023 defense. and you got a quarterback and you're up at 12 wins, that, that, that draft choice, that future draft choice isn't as important. Yeah, but, the, but, but a lot of those wins are NFC East wins. Look at the Cowboys. They swept the division and look at, look what happened to them. Um, yeah, and, but it uh, doesn't matter if you're down to 
25 or 32, if you're down from that area, is that first round pick that important when you're down yeah. picking 25 to 32? Right. It's definitely not worth as much when you're, when you're picking down, you know, in the box. So yeah. And, and if, um, and if you are that, that good, but, um, but yeah, and that's another thing. You look at the, the wins, the NFC East. I mean, oh my, um, just, just not, I mean, remember when it used to be uh, oh, it used to be the, the Super division. Bowl? Yeah. yeah, it used to be Super Bowl Central. You know, so many champions coming out of the NFC East, and it's just in one of those cycles where we're going, we're kind of going the other way. So, and and it's one of those divisions where you can you can easily say that Jalen Hurts is the second best quarterback in that division. You know, here's the issue with trading for one of the top flight quarterbacks, be it. Russell Wilson or Sean Watson. I sorry, I just don't see Aaron Rodgers coming here. If he ends up here, he'll be happy as a clam. John and I are both huge Rodgers fans, although he stunk it up this year. Both yeah. Mahomes and Rodgers, the uh, State Farm quarterbacks, both had lousy games this year in the playoffs. But I still think they're uber talented. Here's the issue with the getting them for just two first round draft picks. They just uh, acquired a Super Bowl competing quarterback in Los Angeles this year in picking up Matthew Stafford, who's well into his 30s. So if you're talking about Watson, major difference in age. And oh, by the way, it cost them two ones, a three, and their quarterback. So you oh, put Jalen Hurts in the deal. Okay, but it's still going to cost you two ones and three, and that's for Stafford. And I think the price for Russell Wilson and or Deshaun Watson will be higher than it was from Stafford because of age on both guys. In Russell Wilson's case, it's more accomplishment than age. You're not going to get him for just those two ones, Bob Groats. Yeah, well, you're and you you also don't forget about the suspension. He'll be suspended half, probably half of his first season, so you can't really count on a playoff berth that year. Um, so that that'll depress the price or. Or that'll give you a little bit better shot, but yeah, you, the, you look at the age difference. Um, but I, you know, I, the the Rams always pay high prices for everything. <laughs> I mean, they do. You call the Rams on the carpet. Yeah. They're playing in the Super Bowl this week, buddy. You're right. In case you no, didn't no, notice. Yeah. Which no. is, which which brings it's up like a one year window. <laughs> yeah, this thing is gonna, you know, what, what but, are they gonna have next year? Now, this is an interesting contrast because. The, the Rams built their team the way they built their team, and they went out and got all the stars and, you know, the Matthew Staffords, the Jalen Ramseys, uh, uh, the Odell Beckhams, Von Miller, on and on and on. Uh, and they have their homegrown talent, the Cooper Cups of the world. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, Andrew Whitworth they got from Cincinnati, and he's still playing at 40. Um Versus the Bengals, who have to build through the draft, but made some good targeted free agent decisions, sort of like the Eagles did in 2017. Do the Rams change your thinking? Do we value these draft picks too much, Bob? Well, no, like no. you know, you see people hedging about Russell Wilson because he's 30, whatever, right? 33. Who cares? I mean, you can play. We've seen you can play to later. They protect the quarterbacks in the modern game. Why is everyone so worried about draft picks that have a and, – and then in the next sentence, Bob, they'll say, well, Howie can't do anything with draft picks anyway. It makes no sense to me. 
Get yeah. the proven guy if you can get the proven guy. Haven't the Rams proven that to anyone? Yeah, well, they're coming off. The Eagles are coming off a decent draft. It sure looks like. And a few years ago, that the Malata draft, um, that was that pretty was a, good. Draft. That was a yeah. really good draft. And uh, and and the one um, the one knock I always had on Doug, and and it'll be interesting to see what happens in Jacksonville, is when he was there, he was more a veterans guy. He didn't develop those younger guys. So sometimes you couldn't really tell if they were bust picks or um, or you know they just didn't really get that chance. So. That the cornerback in Green Bay. I mean, what did, what did he have? Five interceptions. Yeah, yeah, Rasul. I mean, yeah. I, but here he was a bust, you know. And uh, so, I mean, Doug, for whatever reason, he and his staff did not do a good job of uh, of getting those young guys ready to play. So, um, but you know, I I kind of I'm still I think the Eagles are they had a good draft. Uh, you know, another back to back good drafts would be excellent for them and uh they've locked up a lot of their the young players that they've identified as uh guys that are going to help them going forward um i i mean i i think i still think you got to get the quarterback situation fixed up i mean you just can't ignore the playoffs and and look at your quarterback situation and say well we're, we're set there he's gonna he's gonna take it to the next level so i i you just can't you can't count on that Hi, Bob Gross. I Googled this this morning and got no results, so I'm going to have to do my own research right here with you. Uh, If I had a stopwatch out and started it at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon and only clicked it when you turned off the Pro Bowl, how many minutes would you have actually (laughs) logged watching the Pro Bowl on Sunday? I don't even think it was a minute. I think after about about 58.7 seconds, after I saw guys just, you know, walking through there, I saw an interception and no one wanted to tackle the guy. And I said, that's it. You know, <laughs> it was worse than the NHL all-star game. I mean, God, and, and that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, wow. That, that, that's just. Um, See, but I'm telling you, even though you say you watch for less than a minute, I watch for maybe 10 total over two and a half, three hours, yeah. whatever it took to play the game. McMullen wow. said, Oh, it was a Pro Bowl this weekend. Yeah, um, it'll still be the highest-rated program of the weekend. Was I guarantee it? you. That's what I was looking up this morning. They haven't come out with the numbers yet. Um, it'll be the highest-rated, and not just sports program. It'll be the highest-rated program on TV for this past weekend. I don't and know. We'll keep that I don't know about going. that. The, the men's uh, short program. In the yeah, Olympics. there's some Olympic yeah. stuff that'll probably. I mean, those be costumes. There. The Olympic, the Olympic ratings are severely down from what yeah. they used yeah. to. Yeah, the, the yeah. short program though, the costumes that they wear and everything, people tune in to see that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's played so that, glory. That big level. on the Bob Groats must uh, watch list. Uh-huh. Uh, you a short program guy? No, I did see that guy last night. Yeah, I watched that American uh, Chen. That dude just killed it last yeah. night. He, I'm, he was I'm, doing I'm, these I'm, quads. And by the way. I'm neck and neck. I had to watch that. I got, Joey, I got tremendous. I, I got zero, zero Olympic minutes and zero uh, Pro Bowl minutes so far. I'll probably catch some Olympics at some point, but not a lot. Yeah, right? I got, just real quick, guys. Uh, when uh, Michelle Kwan was still skating, and this is what? How many years ago? I covered that State Farm uh, U.S. Nationals at, um, I think it was the Wells Fargo Center, whatever it was. It was that building. Man, that was pretty cool. You know, it was like, uh, they, I mean, it was just U.S. people. Michelle you, Kwan sent me, you sent me, uh, who is this? And I got Michelle Kwan. Yeah, Michelle Kwan. 
yeah. still rocking it, man. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I, the Olympics too. Um, you know, I watched a little bit of that downhill. The the super. I, I like the, I like the luge. It's my yeah. favorite uh, winter Olympic <laughs> sport. Cool. I like the luge. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a uh, curling guy, but that's but, but, uh, okay. I, I'll give you that. The ratings are down. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know what? I, the, the the probably the highlight of the Olympics was when uh, the um, the security, the Chinese security guards, grabbed the microphone from that from the Dutch reporter, you know, and ushered him away, you know, while he in the middle of a spot, you know. How about that? A stand up and you you get your stuff confiscated. I think that's part of why the ratings are down. Yeah. Is there's yeah. a political aspect to this? That's All right, nasty. Olympics aside, I'm getting both of you guys out I of like record. I like the Bengals. No, like no. The, uh, we, I, we I, haven't gotten to the Super Bowl uh, yet. I got one more Eagles question for you first. I like the luge. What day is Jason Kelsey going to tell us that either he's playing in 2022 or he's not playing in 2022? Well, right. Give me, right give me a date on the calendar if uh, you'd be so bold. I don't have an exact date, but it'll be in March, right before. Yeah, the, right uh, before the March yeah. 16th new league year. So the right, week before right, and, that. and he's going to be back. By the way, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll sign really? a new contract. Yeah. He'll be what back. What percentage you putting on that, Mister Groats? Coming back, 101. 101. 101. Wow. I'm writing that down. Yeah. I was going to go 98. Bob went 101. Well, that's good to know. That means Eagles won't be using. Hey, can you their change first, that 110? First round names. pick on the kid Linderman from Iowa, because if <laughs> uh, if uh, Mister Kelsey steps aside, they may just take a center with their first round pick. So that's good to know. All right, so you're heavily leaning on the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, uh, I, pretty good I upset, like, huh? I like what they do. Yeah, I, I like Burrow, and um, and he he figured after those nine sacks by. Uh, by Tennessee, remember we we're saying the Chiefs are just going to kill him. They're going to yeah. crush him. You know, he's just going to get. It, it's over for them. I mean, they figured it out, and um, and and I think they'll do the same thing in the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, Aaron Donald and, and that pass rush up the middle that that could change things. But uh, Joe Burrow will figure out something to do. He'll he'll either roll out, and he doesn't. By the way, he doesn't always roll out to his left or his right. <laughs> so it's harder to take that that side away. And I'm not making yeah. a reference to the. The guy who plays locally, you know, but you always can't go left, Bob. You always know, yeah, exactly. You want to make him go to his left, you know, his left hand or whatever, you know, like in hoops. But I mean, he's he's uh, he he figures it out really fast, and he's got some weapons too. That I mean, those guys, yeah, T Higgins, T Higgins is really good, and he's he's tremendous. Nobody talks about him because of Jamar Chase. He's he's tremendous, and he that dude is awesome, man. I mean, for for a rookie. I remember thinking, I wonder if they did the right thing there. And should they have taken Panay Sewell? Wow, it's a good thing I'm not making the decisions there. So, but uh, yeah, I, I like them and uh, and Stafford. He they he 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 just wanted to to blow up the last game. You know, he threw he the did. interception early. Yeah. He was just he had a he had a sign on his back that said "Ready to implode," and they. Well, they yeah, but they it, both it didn't happen. Time. You know, yeah. the interesting thing, Bob, about the NFC championship game is you had two coaches and two quarterbacks just trying to implode the whole game. And it, it came down to who did it a little bit less. And that was the L.A. Rams and Sean McVay because Jimmy Garoppolo. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that oof. was ugly. The end of yeah. that was ugly. Yeah. yeah. That was the Super Bowl times 10, you know. 
All right, let's get you on the record. You got the Bengals. You want to give us a score? Give us a feel for the game. How close is it going to be? They're going to blow them out. No, I think there's going to be some points put up, too. I'd say about, um, what's the line, three and a half? Four and a half. Four and a half. It's gone up to four and a half? Yeah. I got to go out. I got to get to the bank right after this. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I can't can't take enough money out with the Mac card. Oh, man. You right. got a bet on the home team, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. That's right. Yeah. Don't forget, yeah. they're, they're the home team. I'll, I'll say um, kind of a weird score. 31 to, how about 31 to, to um, 27? 31 I like to 27. It. I'm going I, the I, over. What's the number? What's the over under, Joe? Over under is only 48 now. Oh, I'm going over. Yeah, I, I, feel, I, I go feel more over. strongly about that right now than I do even pick on the Bengals. And I yeah. win. Bob here, I think they got I, a chance to win the game. And if you think they got a chance to win the game and yeah. you're getting four and a half points, you have to like them a lot. I like the over even more. I absolutely believe one of these two teams is getting into the 30s. And at 48 and a half, that's a much Yeah, I love, yeah. I love I, I the like over. it too. I like I it love too. the over. And yeah. if, it, if it doesn't happen, I want this game investigated, by the way. You know, oh, there you go. Uh, and it's all Roger Goodell's fault too. <laughs> and when in doubt, blame Goodell for everything. Yeah. Uh, we never blame Rob Groats when he comes on with We just thank him for doing just that. Uh, Bob, be ready. We might call you next week. Go the yeah, and by the way, I just want to I want to put a shout-out to all the other guys that have been on this show. You know, they've done a great job. You know, I'm a loyal watcher. Loy- I would say listener. I'm a loyal listener. But, uh, You're close. Yeah. You, you, it's you always watch and fun. listen at the same time. That's yeah. a key element for the show. So Sometimes I have to scroll forward a little bit, you know, when I hear, you know, but, uh, you know, I always when get you to hear me. I hear yeah. you. All right, Bob. All right, well, guys. Gee, always, always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you very much for doing so. We'll be in Delco Times Pro Football Report on WBCB with the legendary Merrill Reese. I have to always say that with Bob Groats. So. And Groats is, I'm sorry. He just makes me laugh. He makes you laugh right away today. Damn, he does. And he gets me coughing, too, at the same time. That's not good when you're on a uh, broadcast. Sometimes at the radio, you can push the cough button. But when people are actually watching you, they know when you're actually coughing. Gross does crack me up. All right, McMullen and McDonald coming back. We got to put a bow on the show. We got to put a bow on the week. And we got to get on the record. We both kind of just hopped on the record, if you were paying attention, as to the way we think the Super Bowl is going to go. We'll formalize that for you next here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals 
more benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. John McMullen and Jody McDonald bringing to a close. Uh, the week for uh, Birds 365, uh, yeah, we're going to get on the record here in the Super Bowl in a second. Uh, but I did want to point out, you asked me earlier, uh, what show number is this for us? 212. Magamac, I've done it 212 times. Uh, I missed one last week, overslept. John missed a bunch during the year when he had to get stuff stuck up his nose for COVID testing. Uh, but he and I have been here for the good majority of those 212 shows. And we're going to keep them coming your way after the Super Bowl, through free agency, through the draft. Uh, very much looking forward to continuing this. The only thing that we're missing out on is uh, I've been writing down two numbers before every show every day. How many shows we've done and how many days till the first Sunday of NFL football Ooh. 2022, two days from now, they will actually meet. We would be doing show number 214, and we'd be counting down to 214 days before the Eagles actually get on the field in a game that matters. We're going to miss out on that because we're not doing shows. But I just wanted to note that two days from now, it would have been 214-214 a tie. Will the Super Bowl be a tie, Johnny Mack? The one thing you got to say about the NFL this offseason, last week or so, we've been talking about stuff off the field and coaching hires and lawsuits and everything else. But the on-field product has been damn good. Uh, after wildcard weekend, which, sorry, the Eagles contributed to because they were handled easily by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Divisional weekend, championship weekend, every game coming down to basically the, the last possession. Five in a row, the last play. And then, yes, the Rams got to go into victory formation after they got an interception off Jimmy G. So it wasn't the very last play, but it was the last two minutes of the game. Uh, so the the competition on the field has, couldn't possibly have been better here in this postseason. Are we getting that in the Super Bowl? Is it going to be a one-possession <laughs> game with two minutes to go that the team trailing has the ball? Is it going to be that close in your mind, Johnny Mack? 
I do think it's going to be a one-score game. I think it's going to have some uh, Super Bowl 52 vibes for local fans. Not Maybe not that many yards, but I think it's going to be an explosive offensive game. And like you said, Jody, I'm much more confident in my pick of the over than who's going to win the football game because I think it is going to be back and forth. Uh, ultimately, I'm going to go against you and Bob Groats. I'm going to go, I believe, Damo, pick the Rams. I, I'm going to pick the Rams. I think it's going to be, again, I'm going to go back to Super Bowl 52 when Brandon Graham made the play at the end of the game. I think it's going to be that. It might be Aaron Donald. It might be Von Miller. It might be Leonard Floyd. Very similar uh, to what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo at the end. The Rams are going to get the lead, and they're going to. One of those guys are going to make a play uh, at the end of the game, uh, whether it's just a sack or or something of that nature, uh, because of the the Cincinnati offensive line. But I I think it's going to be a really close game and a high scoring game. I'm going to predict you now. This is we're we're rolling on this right. This is on tape, so when it happens, we can just re-air this when we come back next week. A missed 65-yard field goal by the Rams that could have tied it up on the last play of the game. Mr. Gay comes up just short. Well, he's on probably the coming up short on 65. He 65. Came up That's what he's got to try. A 65-yarder. He's the Pro Bowl kicker, right? He was supposed to kick this weekend. Oh, that's right. They didn't kick in the uh, yeah. Pro Bowl game. Jake Why Elliott. did they have a kicker? Yeah. Jake Elliott. Jake baby. Elliott. Good job you Alternate. had there, Jake. Hope you tied you. I hope you made money while you were in Vegas. I know you got a slight check for playing, but if you were wagering while you were at it, they didn't ask him to do much with his right leg. Uh, field goal, short or wide or whatever. Missed field goal by the Rams. Gives the win to the Bengals. Win by three points. Would have tied it. Send it to overtime. Fitting this entire playoff run. We should get some overtime in the Super Bowl. I say it comes up just short. And if you're playing the box pools, Give you some wacky numbers. These numbers don't usually come out. Cincinnati 9, Los Angeles 6. 29-26, Cincinnati over L.A. in the Super Bowl with a missed field goal at the buzzer, keeping it from being OT. We'll see if I'm even close on that. I'm just making this stuff yeah. as up as we go along. Well, the one thing is over, over. If anybody takes anything from this and they want to put uh, something down on the Super Bowl, over, over. We're all leaning toward the over. Uh, we're over for a couple of days, Johnny Mac. I hope you enjoy your downtime. Explain to your wife you're still working for a living and yeah. you got to pay attention to football, even though you don't have to do birds 365. Uh, you're going to get the dog out for a walk now? Yes. yes. Uh, first thing I do every day after I get off the air. You and first I both. I do. My my yeah. dog actually hears me drop the green yeah. screen from upstairs. And then she's waiting at the top of the stairs when I get there because she knows immediately thereafter she and I are hitting the backyard. Yes, mine is uh, right outside my door. She comes down at about 930 and starts to get ready. Very nice. Uh, J-Mac, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday. You and I will get together again midweek next week. Again, our thanks to all you guys who stream in here every single day. Thank you very much for making the show successful and them wanting to continue to do it. Please do us the favor. Hit the like button again.
goes over my like, head. Yes, but, like, share, subscribe, do it all. They tell me that it's really important to keep the show uh, going, that we get credits for every time you hit the like button. So please do so. Last chance for a couple of days, because Mac and Mac are going away for a week. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. We'll be back uh, midweek next week to talk about this, about the upcoming free agency, the draft. Football never stops here on Birds 365. See you in a week. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.